Okay. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Things That Matter with Marty McNabb. I am a personal historian or legacy artist who for over 25 years have had the honor and pleasure of helping my clients celebrate their lives. Mainly how I do this is I work with them on their photo, document, and memorabilia archives, everything they've saved and or inherited in their lives that sadly gets stuck in a box. And it can be a digital box or a physical box, but the point is, is that all of these photos and things have stories, have memories attached to them. So as if you've been listening, you do understand that I don't think that things matter. It's just the stories that get attached to these things that matter. And so for over a decade, I've hosted events, both in person and virtual called Show and Tales, where I invite people to bring a photo or an object and share its story. So Things That Matter, the podcast or YouTube channel, is all is, is similar to these live events, but I'm inviting one person or maybe six people at a time to show an object and share its story. So I am thrilled to have as my guest today, a new friend, uh, Dr. Jeffrey Levine. Is, did I pronounce that correctly? Levine, actually. Levine. Uh, Dr. Jeffrey Levine, uh, who is coming to you from the West Coast. And I'm a little closer to him these days because I'm now in uh, mountain time in Albuquerque. So we've been on both coasts for a while. And I met this wonderful man as part of a community, a small community that I've been a part of since August. And I'm grateful for that. And I have a particular interest in what uh, Dr. Uh, Levine does because my I am living with my mother-in-law who has ADHD. And um, it has been an incredible um, experience and learning experience for me. And I just know that uh, he has so much, um, so much, so many ways to help people who, um, who struggle with, and, and she definitely struggles and she admits it, um, but it's, it's not a, it's not an easy fix, um, as I'm sure that um, we'll learn a little bit more. But before we get into that, as all of you know, we're going to start with um, with uh, the show and tell portion of this podcast, and um, and I am going to welcome Jeffrey to show the object that he's brought um, to us and to tell its story. Oh, I love this! I absolutely love this. So. Take it away, Dr. Jeff. This, for those of you who don't know, is a Hanukkah menorah. And we, I'm Jewish, and we go over for the eight nights of Hanukkah. And this is like, it's called the Shamus. And we, Shamus, and we light with the Shamus a candle each night for eight nights. It went from, it ended the last Sunday night was the last night. And it started Sunday before then. And it, 
it's a magical holiday, I think, now. But if you go back several, several, like half a century, or so that's how long it was. I used to think that Hanukkah was the substitute for Jewish people for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) it was, it was always, I would sit there and I'd watch Rudolph the Red Nose Danger Santa Claus. Oh, is Santa Claus going to bring you a present? No, Jeff, we're Jewish. We know Santa Claus doesn't come to us, but the Hanukkah mensch does. <laughs> and they'll bring you presents each night of Hanukkah. My parents were just like, now nah, we're not going to get you a present each night of Hanukkah. Here's for the first one. And my parents, they got me cool presents. <laughs> and stuff for but it still always felt like it was second. You know, I mean, it was a substitute for it that I wasn't I wasn't good enough for Christmas so I got Hanukkah instead <laughs> wow yeah really? oh my goodness wow yeah that, that is interesting that is an interesting well and obviously that has to do with where, where your neighborhood and your who you grew up with right as well, right. if you were in an in, in a community where there were more people around you that were celebrating Hanukkah, then it wouldn't feel that way. So, was this connected to where you lived at the time, or kind of where I lived lived at the time, and just society in general? I mean, you what you saw on TV? What did you have? You had all the Christmas specials: Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. What were some of the other? What was the one with the, the heat miser and snow miser? Uh, oh, oh, the <laughs> oh, what is that? Um, Frosty, Frosty, yeah, the Frosty, or, yeah, Frosty was another one. The Charlie Brown, Brown Christmas. Christmas. It was all, and there were no Hanukkah specials. No, you're absolutely <laughs> right. You are absolutely right. It's just being from spending 28 years in New York City. Um, it was just so like it was so wonderful to be surrounded by all kinds of holidays, but all kinds of celebrations, Kwanzaa, yeah. and all of that kind of stuff. So it was such a mix. But yes, when I was growing up, there there wasn't any any discussion, anything that you'd see um, in the mainstream culture that was uh, recognizing Hanukkah. Right, right, or any, yeah, or anything. It was all like that, and I felt like, or Kwanzaa, or any of the other many December, many December holidays. It's a time. It's the solstice. So you know, I mean, several cultures have celebrations around that time, whether it be Kwanzaa, Christmas, Hanukkah, uh, Festivus. Yes. Yes. Isn't it wonderful how many there are? Yeah. And they're all about lights. They're all connected exactly. to lighting. Yes. Right? Right. Yes. It's all about bringing light. That's something I learned. I learned what do all these holidays have in common. It's all about bringing light into darkness. It's bringing the light bringers. Yeah. And that's, that's what it all has in common. So that particular menorah is 
exquisite. I mean, all of them. I've seen, you know, I've been yeah. grateful to have, uh, when I moved into the city, I had was surrounded by Jewish friends. They were always the ones who came the most dressed up for Christmas to my party. <laughs> With, with you know lighting and stuff like that but anyway they they invited me to their homes and I saw some gorgeous menorahs and but this one is particularly beautiful is there a story behind that particular yes menorah? there is there is a story behind the menorah when I was a young teenager probably I, I forget how old I was but it was below 15 I I know because my I went to a Hanukkah fair and I know it was before while I was a young teenager because my parents drove me there and I was too young to drive myself. <laughs> and I had a few dollars in my pocket and I'm there looking around and I saw this Hanukkah menorah that was being sold. And I was like, yeah, and they're going, wow, you know, that's a beautiful Hanukkah menorah and stuff. I want to do something to contribute to my family this year for Hanukkah. So I'm going to buy this menorah. And so I took the few dollars I had in my pocket for my allowance or whatever. And I bought the menorah with it. It's beautiful. And you've had that since then. Yes. I love this. Yeah. It was when I was old enough myself, my parents gave it to me, goes, here, you got this. Why don't you have this menorah for your house? And yeah. this uh, was the first menorah I lit in my own house. And my parents have three or four of them. There they had them. Yeah. And I love it. I absolutely love it. It's not, one of the things I was just talking to my mother-in-law who has, you know, uh, ornaments from you know years and years and years ago and I'm gonna um, record some stories of those ornaments is that one of the things that is, is a tradition was a tradition in my family is my father would give me a Christmas ornament so it's like a similar thing like you need to take this to your house and your own home and create your own ritual with it you know so yes and I imagine you and your wife have a few more or maybe she brought her own menorah with her as well yes we we have we have about five of them yeah and one of them the one i used this year for hanukkah was for the first time it was an oil menorah oh but actually burnt wicks it had these cups with wicks of oil with wicks in them that had olive oil and we lit those this year they burned for burnt for a couple of hours wow and that of course is the original story right of exactly yes yeah. oh i love that so beautiful so yeah so beautiful thank you so much i'm looking forward to um sharing this uh this episode out into the world and bringing the, the light your light um, as well, Dr. Jeffrey, because um, you definitely have lit up um, my time in this program that I've been a part of um, with your humor, with your um, uh, your warmth. Um, and um, yes, you definitely have brought a lot of warmth to everything. And needless to say, for those of you here listening, as I mentioned earlier, Dr. Jeff, has a has a special gift that he's also bringing to the world and i want to take this opportunity to 
invite him to share a little bit more about the work he does, the healing work that he does in the world. And if you know anyone with ADHD who struggles um, in their life um, with getting things, staying focused and getting shit done, getting things done, um, then <laughs> please, uh, which I, I, I have that problem too. I think a lot of people can relate, but if it's a particular mm -hmm. issue, like a, 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 a set issue, a constant issue problem as getting things done and staying focused, then please, um, take a listen to what he has to say next. And he, where he shares uh, how you can reach him and connect with him and get his um, his his assistance. So take it away. All right. So this is another story too. Back in, I think I was like 43 or 44 years old. I'm 63 now. I was diagnosed with ADHD, adult ADHD. And it, for me, it was a godsend, so to speak, because it explained why I could never, you know what I mean? My job situations, every two years, I was switching jobs, switching careers and stuff. And I just started working on my bachelor's degree. Again, coming back to it after several years. And, you know, the... ADHD was confusing. And then the doctors, they go, go here, take this Adderall. And I did great. It was like, yeah, and I could focus better. Not 100%, but better. That was like the thing. And everything was great for a couple of years until I had a heart attack. Mm. Which was totally dis, which is, by the way, is totally disrelated to the ADHD are the medications. I don't want to give anybody the impression that taking ADHD medications can cause a heart attack because it didn't. What caused my heart attack was too much fast food and genetics. And that's have nothing to do with the ADHD with the ADHD. So I could not, after that, one of the side effects of the ADHD medications is it speeds up your heart. Mm -hmm. So the, the doctor was just like, there, sorry, Jeff, you can't take this anymore. You got to go off medications. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you can imagine what I was going through again. It was worse than before I was taking it because before I was like, it was normal for me anyways after that it was just like ah, oh, that was just my head was swimming around constantly i couldn't concentrate i had to do something i was working on a degree i had to make a living mm -hmm. all and all that stuff so what what do i do how do i do do this so i started researching it and i came up with these techniques that i use to deal with the lack of focus mm -hmm. in my life and not affecting it. Now, one, one thing mentioned on fixing ADHD is it's actually a condition that's not fixable. Mm -hmm. It has, it's our, it's brain chemistry. Wow. Yeah. Basically. And you know what I mean? Changing brain chemistry. That's not something, and now my, that's not something I have control of over myself. Mm -hmm. So I ask, what do I, what can I can do to control myself? So I researched these systems systems and i use them to work to get my 
to like hold a job and get my PhD wow. during that. Now yep. I got my PhD in 2019. Okay. And my the subject of my doctoral work happened to be on working from home. Mm. Oh, and, wow. And what happened right after that? <laughs> <laughs> Where everybody got thrown home. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, I, you know what I mean? My work became very relevant. And while I was doing doing that, I noticed, hey, you know something? The things you need to be successful working at home are very similar, very transferable to people with ADHD to focus. Cool. Yeah. So I like in this in this pro as part of this program, Marty was mentioning that I'm in. I like thought up, hey, doctor, get in focus. I love it. Yep. And what we do in Dr. Getting Focus is we, first off, we deal with mindset. We have a certain thing with ADHD. I know with me, it's like as a kid before it diagnosed, I would forget something. And my mom would say, you're so forgetful. Why don't you concentrate at better? And I'd like, Okay, good. That's one thing. That's one thing I'm taking on now. Not I can't concentrate. I can concentrate better. Or there's a Yiddish word called a schlemiel, <laughs> yes. which which is like a stupid klutzy kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have people go, you know, you're such a schlemiel, and I and I took that on. Ah, and. Other stuff and that all builds up and to my image. Yep. Now a Schlemiel cannot get in focus and skyrocket their productivity. Right. So in order for me to be successful, I had to give that up. I had to say no, boom, and knows where I came up. I'm not a Schlemiel. I have a pathology where my brain chemistry is different. Correct. Yes. So yeah. mindset, mindset is huge. And yes. in, in changing the narrative that the changing narrative, the narrative yeah. changing the mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Do that, th yep. Huge. Then after changing the mindset and the narrative, yeah. it's still a while before I changed the mindset, I built up certain habits, behaviors. Okay. Right. Now those behaviors and stuff, they don't just go away because your mindset changed magically. Right. You got that's something that takes work. Absolutely. To do. You got to like rewire the neuro pathways in your brain and stuff. That can be done in the behaviors and just change that even after after changing the mindset. So the first second thing we work on is behaviors. Yeah. Yeah. Like habits, is that what you Habits, mean? yes, habits. habits. Behaviors, okay. Yeah. Getting rid of old habits, building new habits. New ones, yeah. 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 And that's a, and that's a task in itself, because I mean, if it was easy to give up a habit, there wouldn't be a multi-million dollar industry to help people break right. habits. Absolutely. <laughs> you Absolutely. Wouldn't walk, 
yeah, you wouldn't walk into your favorite bookstore and see shelves and shelves of books on how to change your habits. Your habits. So, <laughs> so true. So true. Yes. So you work on mindset and uh, and habits, changing habits yes. and narrative, you know, narratives, and and what others were accountability. Accountability. You're like, yes, yeah, that's critical. That is critical because you know you're working, you're working against these patterns that you've developed when you were under a different mindset, but they're still there. You getting over those yourself is pretty difficult. It's not impossible, but it's difficult. Sure. And it's accountability. Hey, did you do what you say you were going to do today? No, I missed calling my mother, right? Okay, good. And it's and there's no no judgment involved in this. It's like, okay, good. When are you going to call your mother? Oh, I'll call her right when we're done. Okay. Great. Right. And with the accountability, they work to build up habits. Right. And and be just a kind of I it sounds like instead without judgment that's the the a huge thing because as you mentioned i you grew up with a lot of judgment um you know at that was thrown at you for you not being the way you are so the last thing that your um the people that you help with um getting focused need is judgment but but being somebody who's there and just says okay oh, like I'm the mirror. You said you wanted to get this done. You know, did you get it done? Yes or no? Like just being that, that mirror. So it's like, it's okay. You, we can change and we don't have to do everything, but it's just like, but you said you wanted to do it. So, and then what might've interfered with it, all of that kind of stuff, getting, getting the stuff done. Right. 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 Wonderful. What did, yeah. What happened? Don't die. Because Part of that too is forgiveness because these wow. people who like so important, yeah, who like like called me a schlemiel and stuff said I was absent-minded. They didn't know they were harming me. Of course, they yeah, they loved me and they thought they were helping me to try and become a better person. Yes, of course, yeah, yeah. So it's but then you're providing that for your your clients is to is mm -hmm. that that nurturing warm like i i'm i'm here to help exactly yeah yeah, yeah. so make your life easier because like i said my own personal experience lately with my mother-in-law has been like it really it 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 really really impacts her that she can't yeah. get things done i mean it's 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 certainly frustrating for people that are live live with her or around her you know oh like not making it to, you know, like the doctors, you know, forgetting, you know, not showing up at the doctor, all of that kind of stuff. It's like, yep. It kind of makes me think about, you were talking about uh, Christmas, uh, you know, like you're always seeing Christmas movies and things like that. It reminds me of the guy from uh, It's a Wonderful Life, who was the uncle who had tied little little uh, strings around his his fingers 
to remind him of something, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's like, he was, uh, he was, <laughs> yeah. he was the Shamil on that. Like it was, yeah. like, it's like, <laughs> so it was just like, oh yeah. So this has been obviously something, like you said, is this uh, neurodivergent um, mm -hmm. uh, community that the, this has been something that has, that has impacted people for for you know since the beginning of human time probably but there wasn't a a word for it and there wasn't a, there's not a lot of research in in and a lot of uh you know a lot of help or treatment so to speak and it's not treatment treatment but like assistance in that realm like you're 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 doing a lot of it yourself you know you're starting a new kind of field and it's interesting what you say about how some people work really well in a corporate setting when they go to a job. But like you said, you just did this, your PhD, and then the pandemic happened. And so there's a, there are a lot of people who do really well working from home, but obviously there's a lot of people who don't either. So it seems like your work can apply to a lot of, you know, people who may not be AD, have ADHD, but have struggle uh, working remotely. Um, yes. So nice that you have uh, it can be applied to various, ver you know, to those two two areas. Yep. Yeah, and it's it's just like a, a lot of them. It's like uh, the society we live in today has magnified the importance of focus. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's like when i was in my when i was in my 20s working and stuff i didn't have one of these things right here yes and one of these things here to distract me just say oh let's see what's going over that i could just go on amazon and buy something in the middle of the work day right. <laughs> could, oh no, it's made it yes, and it's made it harder and harder to to not be distracted for sure with all these gadgets and with all the information. It really is. So it's a it's an amazing uh, it's an an amazing um, service that you're providing, Dr. Jeff. And I really and I love Dr. Get in Focus. I think that's wonderful with your <laughs> with your spectacles. You know, as you see. Yes. I, my spectacles too, um, yep. for reading, but, um, you know, my reading glasses, but, um, so that this has been a great learning, uh, experience for me and I hope for all my listeners and watchers as well. Yes. And, um, what I'd love to do now is invite you to, uh, to tell people, tell people who are listening now, how they can find you and stay in contact with you and connect with you. Okay. First, here's first plug. I'm having an event January, January 11th, I think it is. And you know, students, on my web, I have a website set up for it. And I don't know if there's a way to put it in the website, but it's get in focus workshop I'll add that to the show notes. Yes. Okay. And then I also have my blog is drgetinfocus.com. Wonderful. And you can reach me by email at drjeff 
at drgettingfocus.com. Fantastic. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much, um, Dr. Jeff, for sharing all of that with the, my listeners and my watchers, because this is both YouTube and um, and a podcast. And um, so, as many of you know, uh, as I open the show with, I host virtual monthly virtual show and tales. And um, you can find that at showandtales.com under the events tab. So I do them on, I have 24 different themes. And so if, if one theme doesn't, you know, doesn't inspire you, check out others. If you would like to be a story sharer at a particular theme for a particular theme, reach out to me at info at show and tales and that's t-a-l-e-s dot com and say that you're interested in being a story sharer and obviously if you're you have a thing that matters like dr jeff's menorah and you'd like to be a podcast guest of mine please reach out to me at that same email if you are looking for a unique way to build connection community and legacy with your family, friends, university, alumni association, volunteers or donors, I am available to be hired to host a story sharing gathering specifically for your, your community. And lastly, if you're looking for a unique way to market yourself that feels good and does good at the same time, reach out to me at the same email, info at showandtales.com to learn more about my community where I will teach you how to host these story sharing connective gatherings to build your business. So thanks everyone for tuning in today. And I look forward to having you come back and listen to the next episode. Thank you so much, Dr. Jeff. Thank you, Marty. I love being here. Thanks. Have a great day, everyone.